Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! So I have a question for you. Go on. I have been thinking, what is the male equivalent of a Karen? Oh... What is a Ka- male Karen. equivalent of a Karen? No. Oh, come on. No, that's too easy. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm talking seriously. Okay, so. I have an answer, but come on. No, go on then. The male equivalent of a Karen is a Brian. Oh, okay. It is most, okay, hear me out now. It is most often a Brian. Brian wears Jesus sandals. Mm-hmm. You know, the open-toed, disgusting yeah. Oh, I know. Ones. You don't need to go into depth about it because that imagery does not need to be in my head. Brian can be anywhere between 30 and 65. Mm-hmm. Okay? Almost always slender. Mm-hmm. Cargo pants. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tucked in polo shirt. I see it all. A cap. Mm-hmm. Always is coming from a hike or going on a hike. Mm-hmm. It's always as if he's going somewhere. Because yeah. he's dressed like as if he's going somewhere. Oh, yeah. He's going nowhere. He has made that specific trip to go to the electrical store, to Curry's PC World, and he's ready to complain about a TV that's not working because he forgot to plug it in. Have you been on the other end of a Brian at a Curry's PC World before? I have encountered many a Brian. I have encountered many a Brian, and they are absolute twats, and they'll go kicking and screaming whilst leaving the the shop even if they and they're worse than karens because they have a bigger ego because they're guys and guys guys have straight guys have immense egos yeah i know okay really starting this podcast off on a negative note but i don't care um and so it's like even if they're wrong like the best thing they can do is take their shit and storm out the store like that's just normal that's standard brian behavior like i've had it like you know literally like somebody will bring like a computer in and like say for example if you sold them a computer because i used to work at comet and then i've worked at curry's pc world as a brand ambassador for sony i think it was or something or maybe probably both anyway and like they'll bring something in so say for example the day before you've sold them a computer desktop computer right they will bring it back, but they will not bring it back in its original packaging. To make a statement, they will carry the TV monitor, the tower, the mouse, the keyboard, all in their hand and throw it on the desk and go, it's not working. <laughs> and it's like, okay, could you be a bit more specific? It's not working. It's like, I want a refund. This is not good customer service. Like they do the whole current thing. And it's like, okay, let's plug it in. Oh, I see what it is. Yeah, it's called a login that you have to create. And then the, before you've even finished a sentence, they've stormed off. Or like, they'll still want a replacement anyway because they think the thing's cursed. Like, Brian's a mega Karens. And they're often married to Karens as well. Wow. Yeah. You've really thought about this, haven't you? No, bitch. You just did quiet to make a point. What point? The point is, oh, you're ranting. No. Okay. So I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Why? I'm because I wanted to listen to what you had to say and where this was going. Oh, there you go then. <laughs> but what See, I had, you know, I agree with you. What I had in my head though was um, Brian from Family Guy. And I was like, yeah, Brian is such a Brian. Yeah, Brian's such a Brian. That, that's yeah, all is. I had. So you said that and I immediately thought of Brian, Brian yeah. who is actually matching your Brianness. Brian is such a Brian. Yeah. Stop being a Brian, Brian. Oh my God, if anyone is listening called Brian... Who wears cargo pants, what, what, what? Jesus sandals, and a tucked in neck shirt. Email us a picture of yourself 
and confirmation that you're Brian. And just please. know that we hate you. No, no, no. We love you. But we you don't you. love me. Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast. My name is Amir and this is my husband. And you know who we are. Called, uh, you know who we are. <laughs> you know who we are, bitches. That's an inside joke that we can't ever talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you know, know what we're like. You know what we're one day basically it was a body of work that never saw the light of day one day and it's so horrific it's so brilliant that this bitch over here loves to laugh at it from i love time to rewatch it because it involved me didn't yeah, it? yeah it was just brilliant oh i'm so happy about it <laughs> it's it's so such terrible content that it's iconic oh yeah 100 percent. Mm. so anyway how Hello. are you doing babe I'm doing good. I'm doing really, really well. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude. Mm, why is that? Because great stuff is happening. Good stuff is happening. Um, challenges lie ahead. Mm -hmm. But it's all good fun. It really, really is good fun. I mean, we're recording this in the time period that you're hearing it. So, um, which means we're yet to go to America. Mm -hmm. I have a, a series of engagements in america uh -huh. as the fancy people say mm -hmm. uh, a few gigs and i'm really really looking forward to it what, what gigs what's happening oh okay so i am performing at the lowry beachman theater do you want to go in the chronological okay, in, order? In order okay in chronological order. i know order. he's gonna be like oh, of course this bitch wants chronological order i think there's a few <laughs> other announcements that are yet to be made but for now as of date i am performing at the largest uh, South Asian LGBT event in the world, which is at Rangila in Toronto. Yeah, so the, the I am biggest LGBT Bollywood night. Yeah, the biggest LGBT. What did I say? Event. Okay, biggest. What isn't? What's the difference? Well, what if there's a different event that's not a Bollywood night? That's huge. Okay, that's too much English. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm performing there in Toronto on the 28th of April. So I'm super looking forward to that. I think it sold really well. The early birds and the first um, wave of tickets have all sold out. So I think this is a second wave. So thank you so, so much, everyone who is coming. I'm assuming you're all coming to see me and nobody else, which is not true. But it's great, you know, that it's going to be a fab time and it's going to be a fab occasion. So I'm really looking forward to that. What is it like called? It's called mehfil, which means gathering. But traditionally, a mehfil refers to a sophisticated gathering of music, dance, poetry. You know, it's uh, that kind of refined thing. So I'm going to be doing a dance performance which is known as mujra mujra has recently had very negative connotations attached to it or it's kind of um considered debauchery whereas the reality is that mujra was never that it's a performance style so i'm going to be paying homage to surprise surprise courtesans of yesteryears and you know recreating that kind of grandeur of um early 20th century um, performance art, I suppose, Indian performance art. So we're, we're going to be doing uh, a medley performance of um, Bollywood songs, which I have really liked in the past. And it's kind of been curated together with um, the lovely people at Rangila. And uh, we'll have backup dancers and the whole thing. So fingers crossed, you know, touch wood, touch wood quickly. Uh. Wood. <laughs> um, it's going to be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm oh, no, there's more wood here. Work. There we go. So under touch wood, it's going to be really, really good. Fun fact, before we talk about anything else, um, Rangila were the first 
did you know Rangila, the organizers of the event, were the first people to ever pay Lady Bushra for a gig? Let's talk about that. Back in 2020, lockdown was happening. Yes. What happened? How back, did this come about? So back in 2020, lockdown was happening. And I think they came under some funding and they decided to um, distribute it amongst drag artists. So it was a very um, nominal amount. It wasn't huge by any any measure. Um, and it was uh, to... So they created a track uh, a long remix Bollywood track and then they gave me a section of it to create something so then my section absolutely nothing to do with the music the camp old heart that I am I decided to make it about working from home and it was the first time I, I did a reveal so I'm like in bed oh my god it's oh my god it's it's so hilarious for all the wrong reasons but like I'm in bed and then I get out of bed in a suit and I'm going to work, but the desk's in the bedroom. And so then I'm doing work and then I'm tired of it. And then I'm in the corridor, I'm tired of it. And then I take the suit off and there's a sari on underneath. And then the party's happening in the living room. Like it's proper lockdown but We content. thought it was fierce. We were like, yeah, the nails. Oh, it was, it was fun. Rose petals. Oh my God. You know, those nails were so terrible. They would fall off all the time. I don't even know what. I, oh no, I think I used to use blue tack to put them on. I don't even know. You got to start somewhere. Something ridiculous like that. Um, Yeah. And that was the first time. And then we found out they came. You smoked the shisha, didn't you, in it? I did. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, um, when it came out, they came under more funding. So I got paid well. I got paid like, you know, it was like a live, it might as well have been a live gig. Um, but I was so, so grateful because that was not the case anywhere else. Pretty much, I'd say. Well, like, it was, but like, it wasn't like that. So that was the first time. And I was really, really grateful for that. That was the first time they'd paid Lady Bushra. It wasn't me. It, it wasn't, you know, part of something else or, you know, us putting a night on or kind of thing. It was you know, paying Lady Bushra to do something. So that was really, really good. Yeah. God, we spoke a lot. You're giving these awkward pause, pauses, aren't you? I'm, I'm, I'm just not interrupting. I'm just, I'm just letting you um, talk. So that's Toronto. Then we are heading over to New York City. Oh, I can't wait to go back to New York. In New York. Yeah. Bushra is from Bradford to New York. Isn't that wild? Last time we went to New York, Bushra didn't exist. Yes, she didn't. She didn't, she didn't exist. And but now... we did take wigs with us. Oh yeah, that was we? just us being gay boys. Yeah, <laughs> gay boys. <laughs> gay boys. Yeah. As opposed to what now? Yeah, Bushra didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bushra didn't exist then, but now she does. And yeah, so I'm performing with my sister Malai. Who can I say? I have never had that level of camaraderie with uh, a drag queen before. She's like a full on. I mean, let's see how long it takes before I ruin that friendship. But she's like a proper sis, you yeah. know. She's so so good. She's so fun, loving, caring, professional, and she can take a joke. I have never met a queen who can take a joke the way she can. Yeah, you know, like here, I tend to find. Um, Especially since the advent of Drag Race, everyone's quite precious about that. Oh my God. Everyone's quite precious about that. Don't get me started. Persona. And, uh, you know, maybe myself included to a certain extent, but um, 
that kind of backstage camaraderie doesn't really exist anymore. Or at least I'm kept out of it. I don't know. But, you know, with but with her, she does, she's not afraid. She's like, she reminds me of Mistress Isabella Brooks in, in many ways. Oh, work. Like, she's the bitch who I'd want to hang out with backstage. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to performing with her. And it's at the iconic Lowry Beachman Theatre in Hell's Kitchen, I believe it is, uh, in Manhattan on... Ah! Friday, the 5th of May. I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, the Bollywood yeah, yeah. Cabaret. The drag From Bollywood London cabaret, yeah. to Manchester to New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I'm really, is, oh. Yeah, so there's been quite a buzz about it. So I'm really, really um, looking forward to it. I'm quite overwhelmed with gratitude on that one. And then um, after that, we head over to LA for RuPaul's Drag Con. But we, that's our first time in LA. I can't wait to be in LA. Your dream of mine. Is that what you're most excited about? Yeah. To land there, to see the Hollywood sign, Mm. (gasps) to be in the sun. Do you reckon we'll see it from the plane? I don't know. God, we sound like proper Brad (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but I I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh my God, it's going to be such an incredible three weeks. Hard working, because we are going to work our asses off. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard working. Well, three this is weeks. news to me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust and believe, but it, it's going to be incredible, and I'm so grateful. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. But you know, we've worked hard to get here. You know, you worked extremely hard to get here. It hasn't happened by chance. Nothing does, and it hasn't happened just you know randomly. You know you. Why, why, why America? You just got to keep going. I mean, it's a natural step in many ways. You know, I I want to, I've had the privilege and uh, pleasure of performing up and down the country and I love performing in the UK. And abroad? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I've done the UK drag circuit a fair amount. And um, how can I put it diplomatically? I don't fit in everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, if somebody's to book me, it's to book something a little bit different. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, the, you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But, you know, where I have performed, I have absolutely loved and it's been brilliant. And I just want to continue growing that. I mean, you know, with our... So social media is a really great way of kind of gauging as to where the interest comes from. And we've, because the South Asian diaspora is so large, right? there is, there is an in a genuine interest and drive um, in New York, but then also in terms of what we do and in terms of what Busher does, um, although it seems very regional, it's actually, it's actually not. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody like Bushra. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A, a Bushra is like, she could be the uh, Desi Jersey girl. She can be Vicky Pollard. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of crossover. So, you know, people are kind, people are lovely, people are nice, and they'll probably want to see as to what I'm about. And um, yeah, it's great. I, I really, really like it. I mean, I'm an artist and I think the purpose of an artist is to entertain predominantly. So, um, for me, the the stage is the same wherever I go. So if I have the opportunity to perform in New York, oh, you're damn right, I'm going to do it. I mean, my God, the absolute gems that have come out of that city, it, it's an honor. It, it is a complete honor to be worthy of even being able to go and do this. And mm-hmm. albeit it's for one night only and, you know, I'm not touring, etc. But um, it feels amazing. It really, really does. LA, I'm worried about. I have to be honest. 
a room full of my peers. I'm not really excited to um, experience that, if I'm honest with you. I feel like a little bit of an outsider with LA DragCon. I really, really do. I think yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting as to how it happens because I'm not a I'm not a Rue girl, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not. Um, my audiences are a mixture. They are part of the drag circuit, the drag staples. Um, there are the same audiences as some of the other drag queens, but then there's a whole other audience that. Um, are here to see a South Asian drag artist and they are of South Asian yeah. heritage themselves. So there's that relatability. So it's kind of, it's just a different space. Whereas drag con is very much the drag space. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like Rue girls. Yeah. And I've seen a few drug South Asian drag artists who have gone to RuPaul's drag con and I feel they're not able to get the same level of engagement as everybody else. I mm -hmm. feel like, I feel like there is a bit of an us and them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of that. I me, really me am neither, not. Me no. And I'm a super ethnic bitch. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we know. I, I don't make any apologies for that because it's, you know, it's, You're it is one of the most, what I enjoy. Most ethnic bitches <laughs> Yeah, but you know, so I, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it is. I am very optimistic. Even if I am a little bit apprehensive, I am optimistic at the same time because um, love conquers all. Oh, you know? yeah. So if you approach it with love, if you approach it with happiness, um, it'll be fine. But, you know, I do feel a little bit of an outsider. So, you know, you feel like an outsider. You're a bit apprehensive about it. Mm. So with all those emotions, my question is, why do it then? Why not just back out? Because that's not an option. Mm. Backing out isn't an option. Far too, I see far too many people taking a back step because somebody has just said to, something to them. Like, I'll give you an example. There's um, a drag artist who I know who started getting too big for their boots way too early, right? And then they started rubbing shoulders with some of the A-list drag artists and kind of just, um, uh, what's the term? Shoehorning themselves in and being like, yeah, I'm vampire. And, you know, they kind of started buying into the fantasy of drag a little bit too hard. And there was two drag queens. One of them came up to them and she was kind of like, who the fuck are you? And because she didn't appreciate this relatively unknown person going to a space that they're not known in, but then also they're not performing on the night. You're mm -hmm. just there. Do you know what I mean? So they didn't really know the tricks of the trade. And then they kind of tried to kind of packaged themselves with one of the bigger queens like oh yeah yeah no I'm, I'm i know this person and so this queen took them by the hand and it, like led them out of the room and kind of just shook their head and walked off mm. and that was enough to crush them mm. and it did yeah and i know this person whereas and i and, and i'm not um saying that was horrible or blah, 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 blah. I understand. I understand from both sides. You're just stating the facts. I'm just stating the facts. Exactly. I'm just stating the but facts. But no, but you are. You're just giving <laughs> factual information. Yeah. So that is a metaphor for how people can be treated in so many different parts of the world. This is why Karens and Brian's are important, right? Because yeah. they have they have all the confidence of mediocrity and mm. they will just keep pushing forward until they get what they what they get. And I've experienced so many Brian's and Karens in my life and sometimes they're admirable. They really really are. So then when I hear of people being othered in such a physical 
way. I'm like, babe, don't let that stop you. Oh, no. Don't let that stop you. I mean, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes and there's so much that's happening right now where I do feel othered. But that's never going to be my narrative. It's Ever. never. It's never. I mean, you know, the list goes on from venues to events to people and the whole gatekeeping thing. Yeah, of course it happens. But then also you have to remind yourself that so much of it is in your head. You know, mm. perception is reality. You might be being othered or you might be being gatekept. But what's the real reason behind it? Are you ready for it? Are you ready in their perception, in their experience, in their eye? Should you keep going? It's that kind of thing. So, you know, I it's not going to stop me from going to RuPaul's Drag Con and being Lady Bushra. Do you know what I mean? Even though I am a brown bitch from Bradford, even though I'm British and not American, even though I'm not a Ru girl, even though I'm not allowed to perform on the main stage, even if they don't get my jokes, that's absolutely fine. It's not going to stop me from doing it. Do you know what I mean? Even if they take everything away from you all of a sudden, yeah, and you got to stand there, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, it's not going to stop me, bitch. <laughs> mm. No, but you you have to be tenacious like that, and yeah. you have to you have to have that level of drive and determination. You know, people talk about delusion, but I think there's in in the world of drag and entertainment and stardom, there's different definitions of delusion. Right. I, th- I think some people get the definition wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people think it means, um, oh, I've got my head in the clouds and that's it and things will just happen. That's daydreaming. That. No, that's da- yes. I was just going to say that. That's wild. You read my mind, bitch. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not delusion. Delusion is someone like, this is why I've loved watching Lux Noir um, London on Drag Race. Her delusion is smart because her delusion is I'm incredible. I'm amazing. But then because of that, she has backed it up with the drive to become what she has, you know, what she's set out and yeah. what she's saying. So, for right. example, with, you know, with, with, with Bushra, you know, with all, with all the work you do, it's like, yeah, Bushra is a miss sickening. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, whatever. We always make a miss sickening joke, don't we? Yeah. And so because you put that, you, you put that idea in your head, then all you, the, the, the true delusion is having that delusion that she's miss sickening and then becoming it. So I think maybe we should not call it delusion. How about call it immense conviction? I love that. Do you know? Immense conviction. Yeah, I I have a crazy immense conviction. And Lux Noir has immense crazy conviction. And it is her conviction, like you say, that is portrayed on the stage. Oh, yeah. And that's great to see. It really, really is. Because it actually helps in... Uh, as an As a comedian, we always say, you know you get to tell the audience what's funny. They don't get to tell you. You tell them what's funny. And it's so true. That's why comedy is so varied. It's the same with drag. You get to tell them what's sickening. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You get to tell them what's fierce. And if you are if you have that immense conviction and if you're able to portray that immense conviction, you're on to a Work. winner. Yeah, you're on to a winner. I mean, <laughs> when I look at some of the shit that I was doing in 2021, I'm like... How? But it got you here. Well, exactly. You have to start somewhere. I get that. But what I'm saying is, girl, deluded. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was I doing? Who's more deluded, right? You doing or or me being like, bitch, this is sickening. Yeah. I was just like, wait. Like, I mean, we're going to take a break now. But like, you know, for the longest time, I only had one wig. 
And on that note, we will take a break and we will be back to discuss that one wig. Wig? Wig? We're gonna wig. 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 We're gonna take a break and we will be back right after this. And we are back. Wig. 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 Did you say wig? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, you had one. I, really I wanna, felt that. I want to come back to this. <laughs> okay, go on. That one brown wig. It was black. Oh. Okay, no. Wait, you had the black one first. No. So, okay. So, uh, I'm talking about like working wig. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Working I get wig. It. Okay. Because the but, other ones never made it to the gigs. The, uh, we, uh, so, hmm. you had a purple one. Oh, right? for fun, yeah. For fun. And you had this really long black knotted wig that you used to just wear for fun. The first ever wig I bought was this short brown hair one, <laughs> which I don't even know why. I've still got it. Um, You said that never made the stage. It just, lies, yeah, Simonelli, yeah. lies. Okay, when you do did. your Rasputin number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it did. Um, and Yes. And then once randomly, I just wore it as well. But anyway, um, <laughs> but... My... Sorry, I can't stop there. Because I have this image of when we, we you were doing a, you were going to go to a brunch and you were going to do that number where you push around the pram. Yeah. It was the one of Charlie's took in drag brunches. Yeah. Um, and one of the Rue girls were there, the one that followed you, then unfollowed you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> which which, which one? One? <laughs> uh, one of the white ones. Well, there's many to pick from, isn't it, in the UK? Oh, um, and you, I don't know. You, <laughs> oh, my God. You, you were feeling... You, you shady bitch. No, it's factual, though. Anyway. It's just factual. Yeah. That's fine. And um, Do you I'm, think it's reflective of... Um, the Let's not get in. Well, where's the brown bitch? Anyway, okay. um, you, I don't know what kind of mood you were in, but you came out and you had this pink wig on and this outfit on, and you're like, "This is what I'm going to go to the brunching because this is what I'm feeling." And I just looked at you and I went, "No." An outfit that I've never worn <laughs> before, and it's never I, been why. Worn since. What were you feeling that day? Uh, do you know what? I just wanted to channel my mum. Oh, wow. <laughs> or, or, like, I just wanted to channel like a South Asian migrant woman from the 90s. But I, with the pink, with hair, a pink wig. <laughs> but I, I do love, I felt cunt. I do love immediately when I went, no. <laughs> you just walked You back walked in. back and you're like, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, you, you're not going like that. And then I wore a sari for like 350. I don't know, man. I, right, but okay. you did it. Anyway. So anyway, wig. Long story long, wig. Uh, but like my main, main wig that I would wear everywhere was the big black bushy wig. Yeah, and you, he's doing the hand gestures, the ones that I do. I always put my hand in my hair, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's been such a bitch. <laughs> Says, okay, do you know what? Listen, when... <laughs> hi, everyone, hi. It's me, Lady Bushra. How are you? Anyway, yeah, listen. I'm coming down to Birmingham on Thursday, the 2011th of March at the Loft. Yeah, and it's going to be a sickening show. So make sure you get your tickets and I'll see you there. Bye. <laughs> you know, I've got one of them lined up and I need to post at the moment. That was such a good that impression. That was a really good impression. Right, I need, so. I need, change, I need to change it up. Anyway, let's get this bitch on um, Drag Race Season 6. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Drag Race Season 8, and I'm playing Lady Busher in Snatch Game. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But, yeah, and, but that's the thing. I only had one big black bushy wig. That was my mainstay wig. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing those hand poses. It's so annoying. <laughs> you should totally take a picture and post them when the episode comes out. Do you know um, what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on my story and do a Lady Busher impersonation and tag you. Well, I have that wig. A wig? I still have that wig. Oh my God. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm taking so it. So I would do all these gigs in just that one single wig. But the thing is... And then like <sighs> the brunch that you're talking about, that long pink wig was given to me by... Um, 
Bloom, who's a singer-artist friend. And I was wearing a sequin top that I had... It was like a cardigan top that I had bought from eBay, I think. And then um, the sari was like £3.50. It was like a lime green, hideous sari um, that I just wrapped around. And then away I went to do the, the brunch. But you had the funny numbers, you had everything. You've, obviously, you've improved so much, but you've got to start somewhere. I didn't but, have a reference point, oh no, though, I but, don't think, oh, in but, many ways. What I, but, you, but what I always say is, you that. always had it. And that's the thing with being an artist. You have to have the, an it factor. And the, you did have that it factor. You, you, you had that comedy in you. Okay, devil's advocate. That, that, go, on. go on. No, 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 go on. No, go on, bitch. Devil's advocate. Now, obviously, thank you very much for saying that. You're very kind, but you're also my husband. So then people will say that you have an implicit bias. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me me finish. People will think that you have an implicit bias towards me. Yeah. Because, you know, you're obviously going to say it because you're my husband. Go on. That's the conjecture. Please, could you clarify your position? Delete that. (laughs) Um, Well, okay. You know, that's fair. Uh That's absolutely fair because, you know, as your husband um, and as a partner, you get behind someone. Um, (laughs) But I wouldn't, no offense, um, I wouldn't be supporting if I thought you were, if I thought you had not, it was not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. If you weren't good. And also, I am the most critical person Mm -hmm. when it comes to your drag and your artistry at at the point we are at. Like, you know, back then. I wouldn't have been like, you need to look like RuPaul and you need to have arrived like this. No, 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 no. I've been on this journey with you, so it's been correct the way it's going. But no, that that's... I would say you're probably my harshest critique. Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, critique. this bitch drops jokes and, and crickets for me. Yeah, you're like, that's not... Well, the people will laugh at it. Yeah, but for me, like, I'd be like, mm, it's crickets. What is it? Oh, my and, God, like, oh wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, go on, go on, go on. The other day we did a shoot and you were like, I can see your lace... And I was like, yes, it's because it's a fucking wig. <laughs> no, but... Let's shoot. <laughs> but, but but I get what you mean. And then when I look back, I was like, yeah, I know what he meant. But I just... No, I, I, I'm such a huge fan of drag. And, you know, I, 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 want, I want you to showcase yourself the, the best way you can. And I'm mm. always, always going to be honest. And, you know, if that even comes across as me being a bitch or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. Mm. Um... So, for, you know, for those out there, like, yeah, who's going to say that um, Bush was amazing because that's the husband. But you know what? Guess what? Delete it. I'm not your husband now. I'm a Bushra fan. Mm. I'm a Bushra stan. I would go out to as many shows as I, I could if I, if, if I wanted to because, like, honey, like, I'm such a fan of what you do um, as an artist. And it's Thank so great you. for me to be part of it. And also, like, yeah, I am a, I'm, I am a harsh critique. Uh, another, critic. another thing to bear in mind is that i'm fortunate enough ha- i'm fortunate enough to have people who believe in me with the likes of yourselves you know i w- I, I need to interject go on the thing is you you make it easy because you're giving us good stuff to support you know like i was oh no one's supporting my craft no one's supporting anything i do right stop. well give us something worthy of it stop no but it's true <laughs> give us something worthy of supporting i'll never work again please stop give us something worthy you're not saying it oh That's i'll true. never work again thankfully 
Oh God. Oh yeah. I mean, the thing Which, is. Wait, I need to interject again. Mm-hmm. Also, why am I not going to be the hardest, harshest critique and the biggest supporter? Because of you, I'm getting to go to New York and LA, bitch. Are you kidding me? No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like, but then there's this there's this whole thing of um, if you know I. I'm only able to do it because you're there. Uh, you know, and I've heard a few snide remarks every oh, now and then talk. where it's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, even with people being as bold as saying, oh, you know, if you take you out of the picture, then it all just falls apart. Well, when blah, I'm blah, not blah. here and you're going to gigs yourself and you're doing it all, or when I'm on holiday and you're here, like, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, I was like, I think people are really deluded. And, and, and that's, and I don't mean that as a compliment because. You know, take for example, take Danny Beard, for example, right? Danny Beard is a lovely person who people want to work with. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be part of Danny Beard and Friends as part of Manchester Pride this year. And I'm so looking forward to it. But it's great it. to be around. And but, Well, this is the thing. One of the things that I'm really looking forward to is just being around. That energy. That energy mm-hmm. behind backstage. And for me, I've kind of got to that point where I am interested in who I'm working with because I'm kind of like what's backstage going to be like? Do you know what I mean? And thankfully, every single time has been brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wink, wink. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you meant to wink, not say it. Oh, okay, shit, sorry. Um, and, you know, it, but that's the thing. I'm really, really, really looking forward to them. And, you know, they, ha- they appear to have a great supportive network around them, you know? Uh, and they are surrounded by creatives. And that's wonderful. Can anybody take credit for his art? Not really, no, because... It is his conviction. Yeah. It is his aesthetic. It is his voice. It is his presence on the stage. Yeah. It's nobody else's mama. Oh, yeah, I know. And, you know, uh, uh, yes, it, if you take the audience away, it doesn't mean that he's he won't, he'll stop being great. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it, because it's all come from him. But, you know, he, you, you are fortunate enough to have people supporting you because they like what you're doing. So, you know, there are times when you're not there. Yes, that's very true. Uh, but you ain't doing my makeup. Everything I do is my choice. Yeah, everything you do is your choice. But then also, like, you're, you will support me in the capacity that you want to. But you're really just kind of, you know, the the every, the choices are mine. The jokes are mine. What I'm saying is is mine. You know, that kind of thing. I've got some stuff to say on this. Okay, go and on. This is, I'm going to say it with a big smile on my face. Go on. Um, <clears throat> there's a few things. Because I've had actually people in in real life, like, come for me. Yeah. You know, over this. Like, oh, so, you know, Bushra has all the drag fun and you run the business. And I'm like, no. Why, why am I? Wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you. Okay. Why am I running my husband's business? When did that happen? No. That's not um, good. That's very unhealthy. Actually. First of all, no. Mm-hmm. I have my own job mm-hmm. <laughs> and my own like life. fucking life to run. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I do my own thing. He does his own thing. He runs his business um, because it's his business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Done. Boots. You know, I, you know, I mean, I get the perps anyway. Because you like drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that great. Oh, so you do all the shit stuff like, you know, running around and pulling a suitcase. No, actually, I don't do any of that. He never tells me to do any of that. I insist when I'm with him, when I do do shows with him, you go by yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I'm there, I insist that, that I do that because, because he's my husband, just like he supports me in my life in capacities, just because his support isn't visible to the world. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just that that's just wild. So shall I shall, shall I just say, well, he cooks for me. 
Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's, it does, does everything need to be an equivalency? It's and this bizarre justification that people do in order to make themselves feel better. And I'll tell you who it is. It's always single people. Okay. It's always single people. All the single you, you, people. You clearly don't know, uh, you know, dynamics yeah. of a relationship. But also, why are you bothered about anyone else? Yeah. So for me, I don't need to justify my happiness in my life to anyone. Mm. What they need to justify is that my life is shit to make themselves feel better. Yeah. Okay. But guess what? This is the most funny thing. This is why I'm smiling, right? Because through Lady Brusher and through this, I am on the best fucking ride of my fucking life right now. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. When you look at even the content we create, remember like the content days we do for Bushra? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I turn to you, I'm like, babe, I want to do a content day for Bushra because it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can create and sure. put out there for, for the, the, you know, the young queer South Asians to see and be inspired by. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what fun we can have. And like... Girl, it, it's just so funny because I don't do your makeup, I don't do your wigs, I don't sew for you, I don't write your comedy, I don't do your numbers, I don't run your business. I literally do fuck all. I support you. Oh no, a husband supporting a husband, just like you support me in everything I do too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the thing that you do is very visible to the world. Mm. Do, you, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just really strange. But I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Honey, we're here, you know, over eight years into our relationship, nearly four years of marriage. So um, something's going right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've, I've never been happier. We don't. We, we never fucking scream and shout at each other. We never do any of that shit. But, and, and, and it's I'm, like, and I'm literally having the time of my life. Drag is one of my favorite things. Yeah. You know, to be around it every day is a dream because it's like, wow, like I get to be around this. And, and I am the one. It's funny because I am the one like that's like inputting myself. I'm like, ooh, what number are you going to do next? Yeah. Ooh, oh, what are you going to do? Or maybe you should do this. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I'm inputting myself because I'm such a fan of what you do. And I'm, and I'm, you know, and I'm grateful for the support that I get. And, you know, I do have at times I have assistance or, you know, you get to work with people and it's business to business on, on many occasions. And you can't do it does take a village. I do firmly believe in that. You know, it does definitely take a village. However, the... um. The product is you. Oh, well, yeah, it's you. You, you know, drag is one of those things that, you know, you are the captain of that ship. You 100%. Are, you are steering it. Nobody's doing it for you. That is an illusion. That is a fantasy that people tend to have. You know, it's like, say, for example, RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Oh, hello. Yeah, Mama Ru. Yeah, everybody would look great if you, if you looked like that. Right. I can tell you a few things for certain. The first is... Um, the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race are the, are the same people that she worked with about 25 years ago when she wanted to take her career seriously. And then they started creating, guess what, creating content with them, mm -hmm. with, uh, with, with RuPaul. So that's one thing, right? Now, RuPaul's an executive producer on the show. She's not reliant on um, just a camera person capturing the ma magic and then going, yes, mama, I look fierce and that's it done. No, no, no. She's an executive producer she's producing the show mm -hmm. she needs to make sure that everything is in line and in order you know the drag is just the tip of the iceberg the rest of it is done in suits you know mm -hmm. and then as far as like say for example the makeup is concerned she knows her face she knows what works on her face really it's giving another artist the opportunity to work on an emmy award-winning show it's 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 never what it 
what it appears like oh, yeah. on on TV. It is, you know, it, it is an illusion. So it's like, don't get it twisted. Do you know what I mean? Don't that kind get of it thing. Twisted, and yeah. I'm not applying it to myself. My, the point that I'm trying to make is that Rue is the captain of her own ship. Oh, she is yeah. the captain of her own brand, and anything else. It's kind of like added support and it's part of a greater network that everybody benefits from. Well, the thing is, the greater and bigger she's you not, get... She's, you, not, she's not fully reliant on anybody. It's not like, oh, you take you take out this oh, one yeah. person and it all falls apart. No. The only way it'll fall apart is when she takes herself out. 100% and she doesn't even need to do it. She, no. There's no, you know, she doesn't need it. You're, but, you're either you're underestimating your own strength or you're overestimating somebody else's. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just really funny. But Don't also, do that, also, also like, I'm in such a position where like, I, I really, truly, and a lot of people say this, but I really mean it. I don't, I don't really care what anyone else thinks or says because I'm in a position where I'm living my life. That's when you truly start living life for yourself. Mm. And, and not for anyone else or on anyone else's terms. My happiness is for me. When I do things and I feel happy, it's for it's everything I do is to make myself happy. Yeah, I you mean, know? like we're talking about this and we're kind of addressing it in the hopes that it kind of helps others, but it's not something that ever bothers us. No, oh my god, no. I'm I'm living my life for me, babe. Yeah. Like I don't need to prove it, and this is what I want to make sure everyone knows. You don't need to prove your uh, happiness to anyone. No, you don't. And do you know what? Perception is reality. Because some people, you know, some people will be like, oh, right, okay, she's coming with her entourage. And I'm like, yeah, this is what it takes. Uh, where's yours? Or like, you know, if somebody's like, oh, she's doing it all on her own. I'm like, yes, I'm so hardworking. Nobody Whatever you want to decide. Whatever you want, bitch, it's fine. Everyone, it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter what you say. Everyone's going to decide stuff for themselves to make themselves feel better. You can't ever please anyone. Nah. I have gone to uh, events on my own and people have said why don't you have your own entourage why are we having to do your stage management and i'm like because it's a stage and i don't need to provide my own stage manager i'm not this isn't my produ- this isn't my production no babe. And then, you and go then, no no i need to interject and then you're completely <laughs> wrong that time where i pinned you into the sari that is that's what made it <laughs> and nothing then, else but, but that's the thing and then, then then there's times when it's like oh why do you have people and like you know there's i'm not going to name the names but like yeah, some of the dra- um, drag race queens who are drag race queens now that I knew before they were Rue girls, they were working very well. They had such strong aesthetics. They had such great engagement mm-hmm. with their audiences. And I used to hear rumors about them that all, guess what, turned out to be untrue. Oh, well, she's only doing it because somebody does her makeup. Oh, apparently she uses AI. Or oh, apparently that's not even what she looks like in real life. And I was like, what and then i got to work with some of her but i was like no bitch she's the real deal like she's a hard working professional yeah, you people know want to take away from people's hard work because um it's it makes rem- them feel a little bit makes better, them feel better but it's also seeing them as a reminder of what they're not yeah at yeah, times, yeah, yeah which is horrible so to say worry about you yeah worry about you the, the, the best thing you can always do in life in my view is focus on yourself Focus on your own happiness. Don't even click look at other people you don't like or or anything no. like that. And keep doing you and your happiness. You don't need to prove your happiness to anybody else because when you die, that's it, you know? Yeah. And that's when you truly start living life for you and you don't need to prove anything. It's yeah. a magical place to get to. 100%. We're on a ride of life and we're happy and who knows what will happen tomorrow, Amy? 
or you know end or you know it might continue who knows then you just go in a different direction but you got to live in the present moment and we're happy and we're grateful and we hope that you guys are able to also stay in the present moment and be happy and uh, continue pursuing your own happiness I think that's all the time we have for today, kids. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know what the hell we were talking about, but work. Yeah, something (laughs) Something happened. Shit got done. It did. (laughs) But thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode, and um, we'll chat soon. We will, because we love you. But you you don't don't love me. Bye. I don't do drag on my own. Everybody helps me. I'm terrible. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. For all the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. That is at You Don't Love Me Boys. 